Hi, welcome to Harrison's Pod Class, where we discuss important concepts in internal medicine. I'm Kathy Handy. And I'm Charlie Weiner, and we're coming to you from the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. Welcome back to Harrison's Pod Class. Today's patient is a 43-year-old with abnormal thyroid laboratories. Okay, Kathy. So, a 43-year-old man comes in to the clinic on a routine visit. He reports that right now he feels fine, but he intermittently feels more fatigued than he would like on some days. He thinks his thyroid is off because he has a friend who has hypothyroidism, and he feels like he's experiencing some of the same symptoms as his friend. You decide to check labs, and you find out that he has a normal TSH, a normal free T4, but has an increased total T4. So the question asks, all of the following conditions are associated with increased levels of T4 in the plasma with a normal free T4, except. So four of these are true and one is false. And the options are A, cirrhosis, B, euthyroid 6 syndrome, C, familial dysalbuminemic hyperthyroxinemia, D, familial excess thyroid binding globulin, or E, pregnancy. Well, we can discuss in a bit more about lab testing with our guest today, Dr. Jameson, but first let's just answer the question, which is B. So these findings of an increase in total T4 with a normal free T4 are not characteristic of euthyroid 6 syndrome. Tell me a little bit more about euthyroid 6 syndrome. Well, it occurs commonly during acute illness, and in this syndrome, there is transiently increased unbound T4 and decreased TSH. Total T4 and T3 may actually be decreased, particularly later in the course of disease. Okay, well, maybe we can discuss that a little bit more with Dr. Jameson, but what about the other answers? Tell me why they are true. Remember, total T4 measures free and bound T4, so any changes in protein binding may affect total T4 levels. Okay, let's just run through the other options here quickly. Anything that increases liver production of thyroid binding globulin will produce elevated total T4 levels with normal free T4 and T3 levels. In this category are pregnancy, estrogen-containing oral contraceptives, cirrhosis, and familial excess thyroid binding globulin production. What about option C? And and I'm going to make you say it this time. Okay. (laughs) Familial dysalbuminemic hyperthyroxinemia results in an albumin mutation and increased total T4 with normal free T4 and T3 levels. Well, that's perfect. That's a great segue to uh, bringing in our guest. For this episode, we have a very special guest with us. Dr. Larry Jamison is the Executive Vice President of the University of Pennsylvania for the Health System and Dean of the Perlman School of Medicine. He's a physician scientist and pioneer in molecular medicine in the field of endocrinology, where his research is focused on the genetic basis of hormonal disorders. He has many more accolades to his name, but he's here with us today because of his role as Editor-in-Chief of Harrison's Principles of Internal Medicine. Larry, thanks for joining us today. Um, This is all very complicated. So uh, help us out here a little bit and tell us first, are we checking the T4, T3 levels at the appropriate times? Well, first, I just want to say how great it is to join this podcast. I love these. I learn a lot from them. And it's really a privilege for me to join you. I think as most of our audience knows, thyroid disease is relatively common. It's more common in women than men. The prevalence increases with age. And so checking thyroid tests, as you have in this patient, is a reasonable thing. Uh, But we also have to be aware of the fact that there are potential pitfalls, particularly in the interpretation of the thyroid tests. So I think that's really a good focus for today's conversation. 
Tell us more. We're all ears here. This is great because this is an area of great confusion for so many of us. The good news, Charlie and Kathy, is that the assays for thyroid hormones have gotten much better over time. Beginning with thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH, the assays are much more sensitive than they were a couple of decades ago. So in particular, it's possible to distinguish between normal and low TSH as the TSH assays have become more sensitive. And this is particularly important for patients with potential hyperthyroidism or thyrotoxicosis to be able to distinguish normal from low. So I like to begin with measuring the TSH level as a screening test. If the TSH is normal and you've got no other concerns, you can probably consider the thyroid function test normal. If the TSH is low, it makes sense to then get total T4 and free T4 and possibly a T3 level because the concern in that case is hyperthyroidism. And if the TSH is low and the total T4, the free T4 are high, you've really confirmed the diagnosis. If the free T4 and total T4 are normal, then checking the T3 can be appropriate for the rare individuals who have T3 toxicosis, a disorder particularly common in older individuals. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you decide on free T4 or total T4, or do you just order both? And now also in our hospital, we have just a thyroid testing algorithm where these tests are automatically checked only when there's an abnormal TSH value. And I wonder if that's appropriate or we're going to go back to ordering um, more of these separately. Well, as this case illustrates, there is a major distinction between the total T4 and the free T4 because thyroid hormones, like many other hormones, are bound to a variety of proteins in the plasma. And these include, in particular, thyroxine binding globulin, or TBG, and albumin. And in the past, in particular, there could be a lot of confusion about the levels of total T4 and the amount of free T4. In physiologic terms, the hormone that matters is the free or the unbound thyroxine, or T4. So it's really the free T4 that I like to pay attention to. As far as the reflexive algorithms go, I think it's a good example of how assisted intelligence or artificial intelligence can help us out in the practice of medicine. It's awfully hard to remember every clinical guideline, all of the normal ranges, but you also need to be able to override those algorithms based on clinical judgment. So if you're suspicious of thyroid disease, I would go ahead and perform an extensive thyroid panel. Now, one pearl that I like to emphasize, and this is a flaw with measuring TSH, if you're suspicious of hypothalamic pituitary disease or a central control of TSH, the TSH is not an appropriate screening test because that's really where the TSH is produced, by TRH stimulating TSH in the pituitary gland. So if you've got a patient who's had cranial irradiation or a history of hypothalamic pituitary disease, you really need to measure the full array of thyroid tests. So Larry, in closing, the question asked about euthyroid 6 syndrome in a patient, which we see very often in the ICU, can you just give us a, a couple words of wisdom for the ICU doctors, residents, and students on how to approach thyroid testing in critically ill patients? In general, Charlie, I would avoid doing thyroid testing in critically ill patients. As highlighted by this case, patients with acute inflammation have high levels of cytokines, which can distort the thyroid axis in a variety of ways and lead to confusion and possibly inappropriate treatment. 
Now, if you suspect thyroid disease, if a patient has a history of hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism, and that might be relevant to their clinical presentation or their management, then certainly one should check thyroid tests in the hospitalized and intensive care unit patient. But it's not the appropriate time to screen. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Jameson. And for everybody else, if you're interested in learning more, you can check out the Harrison's chapter on thyroid function. This is Jim Shanahan, publisher at McGraw-Hill. Harrison's Podclass is brought to you by McGraw-Hill's Access Medicine, the online medical resource that delivers the latest trusted content from the best minds in medicine. Go to accessmedicine.com to learn more.